Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Today I'm chatting with Tracy Hill from Crystal Lake Golf Club. Tracy is a wonderful planner and a very hands-on event coordinator. Tracy has been tuning into our podcast for the past few months and is an active listener. We were honored when she mentioned she wanted to be a guest. She commented on our Facebook page when we released the episode with Scott Connery, which by the way, if you haven't tuned in, it's episode 17 for those who want to listen. She felt that Scott's episode really resonated with her and is what prompted her to reach out to be our guest. So here we are today. Tracy and I really feel she has some great tips to unveil for you in this episode that will help you with your wedding planning no matter where and when you're getting married. We are honored to have her as a guest. When I asked Tracy what she wanted to chat about, she said she really wanted our listeners to understand why it's important to be prepared and ready for your vendors, along with having vendor meetings before your big day. So we will be unveiling the secrets and tips on how to prepare for your detail and final appointments with your vendors. We will, of course, have some fun inside tips and stories from behind the scenes of planning your big day. Do you even know where to start and how to prepare for your wedding detail appointments with your vendors? Do you feel organized or do you feel overwhelmed in your planning? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, this is the podcast show for you. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Tracy. Well, welcome, Tracy. How are you today? Happy New Year, Sarah and Dan. I know. It's a new year, new beginnings, right? Yay, yay. Finally. (laughs) We're getting 2021 behind us. I know. I love it. I do, too. Well, with that said, Tracy, I would love for you to tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Sure. So my name is Tracy Hill. Um, I've worked for the past 18 years for a golf course called Crystal Lake Golf Club in Mapleville, Rhode Island, which is northern Rhode Island, right on the border of Massachusetts and Connecticut. Uh, We are a country club that um, has an 18-hole golf course, um, and our beautiful function room is set right on the shores of Crystal Lake. Um, We have a lakefront gazebo that we offer ceremonies at. Um, We do offer boat rides from the clubhouse to the ceremony spot for our couples. Um, And then we also offer um, beautiful antique car rides as well, too. Um, My boss has a fleet of antique cars that he uses um, for transportation for weddings. Um, We probably do about 65 to 70 weddings a year. Um, We also offer golf tournaments, baby showers, bridal showers, anniversary parties, birthday parties, anything you can think of. Um, We have a full pro shop, and we also have a tavern, which is open to the public. Um, Just started doing breakfast on Sunday mornings, really delicious, so we'd love to see everybody out there. Wow, so you guys really have it all. We really do, yeah. And I can't believe it's been 18 years. I know, I know. A long time. You really are a staple there. 
Because I, um, I know I know a few weeks ago when we were preparing for the show, it was right before Christmas, and I asked you, you know, um, a couple questions about what we want to talk about, and you were emailing me, and you're saying, as I'm speaking, I'm wrapping gifts. Like you just do everything. <laughs> planning that, a big event. That day I did, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> so pl- planning planning big events and extravagant events with boat rides to mm-hmm. you know hands on wrapping gifts for uh, the employees. Absolutely, we do it all. Uh, whatever you have to do when you work at a small business, um, and it's a small family owned business. Um, you know, very much mom and pop, but. To see it grow the way it did over the past 18 years is actually amazing. We started off with five weddings back in 2004, and you know this year I think because it was such a big year we did 80. So um, it, it's awesome to see how it's grown and how the golf course has matured, and um, you know met a lot of great couples over the ways, a lot of great families. So really cool. You know, I think that's really important that it to people to understand that it is a small mom and pop because to be honest with you, I never knew that. I really didn't. All these years and all these times I worked there, I I really thought it was a big corporation because that's how that's how organized it is, but at the same time it's so personal to know that it is just a mom and pop business. It, it really is. Um my bosses are Kevin and Cindy Bliss. Um, Cindy sits in the desk right across from me, and Kevin's office is right off of our main office where all his women work in the, in the office. And um, their sons are all involved in the business as well, too. So, yeah, it is really cool. Um, Kevin, uh, before he purchased uh, Crystal Lake back in 2002, I think he developed it as a golf course, he was part owners with his father at Blissful Meadows in Uxbridge, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he decided to sell out of that business and come open up Crystal Lake and, and give it a try for himself. So That could have a lot to do, obviously, with your it's because of you too, but also too maybe just the whole vibe of why at least I know Dan and I couples that we photograph there, they always have a special relationship with you. I've always known that. I've always seen it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that could be a lot. I mean, obviously it has a lot to do with you, but I bet you it's just the overall feeling that they they get when they walk in there. It, it is one of the selling points I always use with, you know, showing the room and showing the club is that when you walk in, um, you don't get that really stuffy country club feel. It's more of like walking into somebody's big living room. Um, it's very comfortable. Um, you know, the, the, the golf course health itself or the, the function room itself has a mix of that kind of rustic vibe, but it does have a little bit of that country club elegance as mm. well, too. So I think that's why we appeal to so many brides. Um, you know, we try to keep our prices moderately priced, um, you know, just based on the area that we are in. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to a fault sometimes, I get to know these couples so well, um, you know. And then, then your Facebook feed is filled afterwards, after the wedding with, you know, babies and I bought a new house and look at our new dog and I just graduated from school and, you know, it's so cool to connect with these people that way. And yeah, I, I really do feel like it goes beyond just me because my staff is so good, um, you know, with taking care of these couples um, and getting to know them. Even if it's just after they have a meeting with me, they go down and sit at the bar and they have a drink afterwards and they get to know the bartender in there or the server in there. So yeah, I think it gives off that really cool family vibe. I think sure. it's wonderful too. I do know that the handful of couples that I've photographed there. I I mean, we stay in touch. Dan and I always stay in touch with our couples. Um, Dan and I don't do as many weddings as obviously as your venue does. I mean, we do about 40 a year. But those 40 couples are very important to us. 
But what I have noticed is when I stay in touch with a couple, doesn't mean that they always stay in touch with their venue. But right. all of my couples that I photographed with you stay in touch with you. Because I'll see my, myself comment on something, and then I'll see you comment, and, I'll, and, <laughs> and you have the same relationship that I do with them. I, I can think of one particular couple, yes, yes. that um, I see, you know, now it's more on social media, but, um, you know, it was a couple that we had in common, and... Um, you know, I just love hearing from them and what they're doing and where their life is going. I just think it's really cool. So they're a great couple. I actually, by the way, ran into them in Disney World. No, you did yes, not. Yes, I did. So <laughs> That's great. she posted on social. So I, I was it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she posted on social media that she was in Disney, and I messaged her. I'm like, I'm in Disney. So we met up. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, we did. So we spent so we spent like a, a couple of hours. Like, um, you know, I had my girls with me, so she came with us to see them. Like see the princesses and he's obviously big into Star Wars mm-hmm. so we went over there with them and then you know and then we had lunch and then we all, all went our separate oh, ways that's yeah fantastic yep. yeah they are one couple that after their wedding about a month later after the honeymoon and everything they came back and we had dinner together in the tavern and it was it was just really cool I saw that I love yeah. making that connection with my couples I really do because hey you know what you can't have enough friends in this world no so. and that's actually brings us back to what we want to talk about right. today mm-hmm. because I know that you said to me you really wanted to stress the importance of meeting with your vendors and preparing and get and, and you want to get to know your couples and have your couples get to know you so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about today Absolutely. Um, So I think what resonated with me from that last podcast um, with Scott Connery is, um, you know, when I I heard him talk and I was hearing him say things, I'm driving in the car saying, yes, yes, yes. You know, I so agree with that. And I know it makes me such a wedding nerd. But you know what, (laughs) when you've done this for, I think I've been at this for like 25 years now, it, it, you have to be passionate about what you do. And um, honestly, I think when you hire good vendors, what everybody wants to see is that the end product is perfect. So I think what I really wanted to talk about today um, is just helping you be prepared um, to meet with your vendors. Um, I think a good vendor is somebody that is willing to spend some time and put time aside for you. I know a lot of DJs, a lot of photographers will put out worksheets, you know, and a lot of it's online now and that's really cool. Um, but I am a vendor um, that likes to meet with my couples at least three times prior to the wedding, which I know seems so time-consuming and a lot to some to some venues. But I just think it's really important to gain that trust in me. Um, I can meet with my couples and see, you know, what their whole plan is for this wedding, what their vision is. And then on wedding day, it's easy. You come, you get your picture taken, you enjoy your family, you eat, you drink, you have fun. And I'm going to take care of all the behind the scenes stuff. I want to know you so well that in the end, if there's a question or a problem that comes up, I can say, so-and-so wants it like this. I don't even need to talk to them about it. I know that this is how they want it. They said this to me at their meeting, and this is important to them. And that's, that's where I want it to be on the wedding day. So wedding day is easy and seamless, and there's nothing to worry about. Um, so I think when listening to Scott, I thought to myself, you know, this year especially has been a year where so many couples have either missed meetings with me or, you know, where we're, um, get down to that final meeting and they're just not prepared for me. Um, when I have a final meeting with my couples, I like them to drop off all their decor. Um, we go over the menu, the timeline. 
They make their final payment. We go over that final bill. You know, we just kind of talk about everything. We confirm ceremony details. And I've had so many couples come to me this year and say, I don't have everything for this last meeting. Can I drop it off on Friday? And, you know, you, you never want to be that tough one and say, no, 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 you can't do that. you got to do it now. So I'm, I, it's fine that they drop it off on Friday. But on Friday, I'm involved with somebody else's wedding, and I can't give you that attention that I can give you at the meeting. So I think that was one point that I wanted to get across today is that if, if the vendors are good vendors and they're taking the time to want to meet face-to-face with you or talk to you over the phone, they have worksheets and timelines, meet those timelines. It's really important. That's a really good point, Tracy, because one of the things I know, you know, and I'm sure you're going to talk about what you do and, you know, but one of the things that Dan and I do is we do have worksheets and we have certain calls now. I used, it used to be for me in person, but I've learned that at least with photography, because it's so visual and because that we we can share visuals through email, a lot of my stuff now is over the phone because I can visually show people through email what we do and what and what we're talking about. But right. for you, obviously, it's very imper- important to be in person because you're dealing with space yep. and you're dealing with a visual of the space that you can't obviously floor plans and things like just you just can't do all, always over the phone. So, but I it's interesting you bring that up because it's so important. So I have a worksheet. I have one worksheet that I need people to fill out before their final detail appointment. And if and I can't have it the night before. Like I have to have it so I can digest it and understand it. And you talked about something that for our listeners I think is so important is that when you hire, there's so many vendors out there, so many venues, so many vendors, but when you hire the right vendors in every single category, those people don't even have to ask you certain things they already know Mm -hmm. so it's less on that day and less throughout the entire year or two years that you're planning that you have to be quote-unquote bothered right so um before we kind of get into how to prepare because for people who are listening right now they're wondering like well what can they do to prepare for this Mm -hmm. you mentioned that a lot of people this year are were not being prepared why do you think that was this year i (laughs) The only thing I can actually come up with on that is I heard a lot of people say to me, um, because a lot of my couples this year, as other vendors um, know, were 2020 couples that rescheduled to 2021. And when they made the decision to reschedule from 2020 to 2021, they said to me, we just put it away and didn't think about it. You know, and, and I think I can understand that in a way because, you know, when we first went into lockdown, it was one month. And we thought, June, July, we'll be fine. But then it got to June, July, and we weren't fine. So I think for a lot of those couples, they thought, is this even going to happen at this point? So I know a lot of them said to me, we just put it away, and we honestly didn't think about it, Tracy, until you called us the other day and said, hey, we need to start thinking about it. So I think maybe that was one reason. Um, I really don't know. Maybe it's just the mental exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, we've all, you know, we're in a new year now, so it's a fresh year. So for people who are listening, maybe those people who are getting married right now and you're listening, maybe you kind of just like train your mindset to be like, this is the year. This yeah. is this is my year and I'm mm-hmm. going to start focusing on something that makes me happy because I think you're right. I think I think we I think the day of was exciting, but I think a lot of these couples, it just we all have societies just mentally exhausted. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. So now it's a new year and, you know, we have couples listening to us. What? 
is some like little nuggets that you can give them. Like take us through the process of how to prepare for for these meetings, especially from what you see with you and also to what you've seen with other vendors because you do see your couples deal with all the vendors of their do. wedding day. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, speaking for myself, like I said before, I do a six-month meeting, a three-month meeting, and a one-week meeting. Um, in preparation for me, for your six-month meeting, what I'd like you to have a good idea of is um, how many people you think you've got coming to your wedding. Just a general number. I know that you haven't sent inv- invitations out yet, but um, you know you need to have some kind of estimate of how many people are coming. Um, I would like you to have some idea of what your menu is going to be because, you know, my my venue has food um, and we like to get you to have some idea what you want to serve because that's what we're going to talk about at our first meeting. Um, at your six-month meeting, I would love you to have all your vendors booked and I'd love vendor info, contact information. I think that's really important for me to have. Um, sometimes I do reach out to new vendors that have never been to Crystal Lake before, before the wedding, just to say, hey, what's up, and you know, this is our policies here, and so on and so forth. Um, and then I would love you to walk in with a list of questions that you have for me. Um, I think email is great, and I, I have no problem. When you book your wedding two years in advance, I always say, I'm just an email away, email me. Um, but I think when you get face-to-face um, and you see somebody's reactions and, you know, I can tell you how it's played out at other weddings or what we plan to do here at Crystal Lake for certain things. I think it makes a big difference. I think a face-to-face meeting is a, you know, um, and being able to see somebody's reaction makes a big difference in answering the question. So those are basically what I like to have done at the six-month meeting. When you move into the three-month meeting, um, what I like to do is just finish our worksheet that we're filling out together Um, I want to have you have all your ceremony information done by then, like who is the lineup, who's walking with who, who's escorting who down the aisle. And then obviously by the final meeting, it's final details. Everything needs to be done. So at that meeting, we're just basically reviewing what we've already planned. Please don't walk in and change everything because at seven days before your wedding, it really makes it hard to to, you know, change details, you know, when you're staffing and ordering food and timelines and things like that. So so maybe the takeaway for people is especially when it comes to your venue, when you're within that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, three, like three month, one month mark, you yeah. shouldn't be changing big, um, big, big items. I mean, granted, yeah. you're going to get your final guest count. Sure. Right. But other than that, it shouldn't be big items being changed. It should just be right. fine-tuning. Exactly. Just just little details. Yep, absolutely. What about somebody that uh, – because you have, like, two two types of people. You have the people that – well, not, there's multiple types of people, but there's <laughs> two big groups, which is someone who's super organized and want to do everything too far. Sometimes I feel it too far in advance. And then you also have the people who are not so organized. So I would like to help both types of people today. Right. So let's talk about the people who are – very organized and mm-hmm. want to like let's talk about the pros and cons of wanting to try to plan things too far in advance sure yeah um what i would say to those people is don't come into that first meeting with everybody everything so set in stone that you can't open your eyes to see other little details that you may have missed so come into that meeting with an open mind um you know and and let me do my thing let me organize my thing the way i need to organize it um, you know, so then maybe we can see if you did miss something or maybe something that you've made a decision about might not be the best decision and, you know, just have an open mind about it. Um, 
I would say that the, to the people who are unorganized or or feel like they don't have everything all together, you know, also come in and listen with an open mind as well too. Um, you know, let me help mold you or push you in a certain direction. Yeah, sometimes I feel too that you know every vendor has a process. So you have to kind of trust their process. And, and, and so basically what you're saying is just follow along, like, not follow along, but like almost like respect the process yes. and, and that they have lined out because they've been doing it for so long. A hundred percent. I think that's one of my points, too, is that if the vendor reaches out to you and, and has a certain process, a timeline, a worksheet, um, a final meeting, trust that process. You know, if they're asking those questions, it's for their benefit. You know, do I need that second shooter? Um, do we need more hors d'oeuvres at cocktail hour? You know, and they're asking you this and suggesting you this for a reason. Trust it. So as a venue coordinator who clearly is very hands-on, you basically take everybody through the process. It sounds like you have worksheets for them to fill out. You want them to have questions. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that it's more beneficial for people to just have all their questions at once or is it okay for them to you think emailing you throughout the whole process I think emailing throughout the whole process is absolutely fine um, I think again that that's also what builds the trust um, in you know that person you've hired um, you know just to feel comfortable enough to just shoot over a quick question um, I think that's absolutely fine now how about people? who may be listening that, you know, they're, they're, they're hearing what you do or what I do with these couples and, and, but maybe their vendors aren't doing this. What I'm just wondering, like what some tips that you can give them that like, if they have, for example, a vendor that they're trying to reach out to and they're not hearing back. I mean, what is some tips I can tell you, like for, at least for me, um, I, there's a lot of things that you brought up something, I guess I'm, I'm you brought up something that was really important and it's, the fact that you designate certain times for certain weddings. So you're doing 70 weddings, mm-hmm. um, but each wedding is very important. So when you have a meeting with somebody, it's important to stick to that meeting because then afterwards you are giving all your all to somebody else. So I think it's important maybe for people to understand that just because they're maybe not hearing, well, there's a difference. Hold on. <laughs> there's a difference with not hearing back from somebody versus maybe that person's not giving them that meeting right away. That's what I mean by that. Meaning, like, if you're not hearing back from your vendor, that's a red flag. If you're emailing them and you're not hearing back from them or they're they're not calling you back, yes, that to me is a red flag. So, you know, find another means of communication. Maybe pick up the phone if you're emailing them or if you're calling them, maybe email them. But if you're hearing back from them and they're telling you we will cover this at this meeting or fill out the sheet, there's reasons, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I want to touch upon what those reasons are. That is correct. Yes. Um, And I've had many couples say that to me when we get down to that, maybe like that one month mark. And they're like, "Um, it's September and I'm reaching out to my DJ and he hasn't gotten back to me. I said, well, I mean, have you had your meeting? Have you filled out your worksheet? And if it's yes to both of those questions, then I say just be patient because it is September. And September is, you know, is the busiest time of year for all vendors. So um, at some points, you know, you, you have to give them a little bit of a break and just say, okay, I know you're busy with another couple or getting another event out, um, you know, 
but this this question is important to me. And um, you know, if you're emailing on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday, expect that they probably won't get back to you till Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, just because they're human and they need that one day to recover from the weekend and, and go ahead and start again. That's a good so, tip. That's yeah. a good one. Like most of us writing professionals, people have to understand that for them, a weekend is their time to plan. For us, we're working. Correct. So yeah. I always say that if you email, like you said, any time from between, like between Thursday night and Tuesday, it's okay that you don't hear back right away Correct. in the wedding industry. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I have had extreme cases where people are just at wit's end and they haven't been able to contact their vendor, you know, for whatever reason. I'm always happy to reach out on their behalf. And sometimes that helps, um, you know, to call a hotel because we haven't heard about a hotel block and just reach out to the sales manager or to a DJ or or a justice of the peace. But that very rarely happens. And I think that goes back again to what, what you said before, too, Sarah, is this is why it's so important to hire quality vendors. <laughs> That's kind of where I was going. Yeah. I know I was rambling. Mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah. want to. Like, mm-hmm. It's it is. It's it's a. I know it, at least me. I don't go dark on anybody. But mm-hmm. there are certain right. times where I tell people, I can't answer those questions right now. And it's not because I'm busy. I mean, obviously I'm busy, but it's not. It's because we're not at that point yet. Because, for example, at least with me, a lot of times people will ask me, like, "Well, what time should I have my hair and makeup?" done by. I can give them a range, right. but I can't, I don't know that yet until we until we basically had the worksheets filled out. I know how many bridesmaids. Yeah. I know, I, I know if we're doing a first look or not. There's, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a domino effect. Right. So maybe for the listeners is check your vendors and check if any of them have worksheets. Mm-hmm. Fill yes. out the worksheets. Correct. And then maybe the other tip would be ask them what their process is so that way like you know everybody has like maybe their binder or maybe they have a folder or you know um, a document but maybe what you do is organize it where you have each vendor and you know like what that vendor needs for you and when correct for you it's it's three months six months and a week a week yeah yeah and um that worksheet that I give out to my couples it's something, and this is a control thing with me, but it's something we fill out together. So it's not just them guessing what's going to happen. It's us talking about what's going to happen and deciding on a time, a time frame, um, you know, amounts of things, you know, vendors that are showing up, things like that. So after every um, meeting I have with my couples, I take a copy of that or I, I email it to them just so they have it. So then when they sit down with their photographer, they can say, oh, well, you know, Tracy said cocktail hour is 5.45 to 6.45. So she's giving us till 6.45 to get our, you know, um, pictures taken. Or um, Tracy said that we can come on site at two o'clock and do our first look. Or, you know, um, intros are right at seven o'clock. So that's when the DJ should be out in the hall lining us up. So, you know, if it, I think if it starts with one and you're well informed with one, even though I may not know what you want to do with your day as the photographer, they can say, well, you know, Tracy said this. Let's compare it to what you have. It's really important, actually, because the venue, it, it, you're right. It starts with it starts at the top and it works its way down. And every one of us needs certain information at a certain timeline. So, you know, it's, it's, like you said, if you have a venue like yourself that you're working with, that you trust, that you have a great communication with, it's going to help every other venue that you deal with. I know with me. A lot of times where I can't answer certain questions so far in advance is I need your information first. Exactly. Yeah. I need to know when the cocktail hour is first. Like, I can't say what time the first look is going to be until we know where you're getting married. Are you Correct. getting married on site or at a church? There's just different timelines. So maybe, I guess, the takeaway for right now is 
for people who are listening is have everything organized per venue and know what the venue, what each vendor, sorry, not venue, vendor needs from you and when and do them. Correct. Yeah. I do. I do know I was speaking with um, uh, we had Dan and I had an August wedding. And um, I was the videographer. I'm not going to mention who the videographer is. He has been a guest here. He called me up and he was like, Sarah, have you heard from this couple? And, and I said, no. I said, I've heard from the mother. <laughs> and I, I did, basically the mom filled out the sheet. And the mom did, And there's nothing wrong with moms doing that. Mm-hmm. I, but, but it really needs to be the couple because there's some personal questions. So basically, long story short, like the videographer didn't even know and this is a very um, well-respected. He's not. He, he he's in contact with his couples. He needs this just like you for his work. Correct. And he didn't even know if he was doing bridal prep. Like <laughs> if he's showing up at no. the ceremony, the bridal prep, and 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 they were spending good money on him. Correct. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was just like, "How am I going to deliver?" this product to them mm-hmm. when I don't even know what's going on. And he's like, you know what? They're lucky I've been doing this for X amount of years. I'm, I'm going to go and just wing it. Right. But it was that he had to call me up to ask me certain questions because the worksheet was filled out by the mom and there was like questions blank. Right. Because they, it's personal questions that the mom probably didn't know what the, what, what the bride's answer was. Of course not. And, and of course we all know when your mom tries to plan a wedding <laughs> as opposed to when you try to plan a wedding, you know, Mom got married back in the 80s and the 90s, and it's so different now. It's just a whole different beast when you come back in, you know, in, you know, 2021 um, wedding is so different from the 90s. So, you know, I love the parents. I love the parents when they come in, but always the first meeting is always so filled with, well, this is what we did back then. I'm like, okay, it's changed. We've got to take a breath, and and we're going to, you know, we're going to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Back then, to their defense, you know, if, if you're somebody who got married in the 80s and the 90s, I got married in the 90s. We didn't do it like this. It, it it wasn't like this at all. You just you just kind of showed up and you know uh, hoped for the food to be good and yeah. the DJ was good or the band was good. So it was a lot different. And and a lot of them had their mothers planning for it back then too. And you know what though? Stuff. Like we all have our process. Like you you just said to me that you like to meet in person mm-hmm. at you know three months, six months, and a week. I know for me. Um, I we have our final detail appointment. It's via phone because I'm in front of my computer with the worksheet that they filled out. Correct. And I want them to fill out our week uh, worksheet at least a week in advance from my meeting because I need to digest it. I have so many people give it to me the night before, and I literally ask them and I tell them, please don't do it the week before. Yeah. I mean, sorry, the week the, the night before. Oh, I need yeah. it the week before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help me. Yeah. Um. So we all have our our policies. So it's just a matter of people. If if you're not an organized person, or if you are an organized person, just take this. T- Tip. The we have we, you probably have a folder and you have everything that you want and your needs, but just find the timelines that people need for yeah. each vendor. Mm-hmm. So that's like just so important. F- yeah. Figure out what each vendor wants and the timeline of when they need it. Because I know for us, we get to know our couples at our, our engagement photo shoots. Right. So I I have that. I don't need any meetings other than the final meeting. Correct. Yeah. I'm an email phone call away, but for me, it's it's that final detail. So, and you have three meetings, mm-hmm. so every vendor is different. You Correct, have to yeah. just figure out what they need and stick to it. Correct. I mean, I I feel maybe sometimes even two, three meetings maybe overkill. But again, I like that. I like that trust building with me. But I, I don't know how many. Times. I don't think so. Not to interrupt you, but it's not because think about like for me, I'm meeting with them three times. I had their photo shoot, right? And I, I, I'm. 
picking out pictures and talking to them. So I'm already doing that. Right. So for you, who's planning that one day, right. it's not overkill. No. No, yeah. it, and no, I find in the end it isn't because it's well worth it in the end because I have happy customers. And that's that's basically what the end prize is for all of us anyways. But I just, you know, what moved me so much to talk about this this year is that I don't know how many times I was in the, in the hall outside of the function room at Crystal Lake getting ready to um, introduce a couple and I look over towards the door, and there's my couple from Saturday night carrying in their centerpieces. And I'm like, I just can't give you that attention right now, and I'm sorry. And I think most people understand that, but it's not the way I like to do things. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think the point is is that if you hire good people and they give you their time, you know, let's sit and have a face-to-face Take advantage of that time. You know, use it to your advantage because it can be so stressful in the end, um, you know, by just, you know, getting it all out on the table at one of these meetings, whether it's a phone call, a video chat, a face-to-face meeting, you know, rather than, well, geez, I don't know. We didn't talk about that and, and just kind of wondering on your wedding day. Yeah. And, and, and also, too, you know, you talk about a little bit about, you know, hiring the people you trust. I know a lot of people hire event planners. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And I'm sure you work with event planners, like outside event planners. Not, yep. I mean, you're the Not, event. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I can I can say that there there's a point when someone wants to hire them to relieve the pressure. Yep. Yep. But there's also certain things we talked about the mom filling out worksheets. Exactly. There's certain things that sometimes I feel a good event planner won't do this, but again, you can't create the barrier. Meaning right. I there's certain things I need to speak to my couples about. Right. The actual person that's in front of my camera. Right. Um I can't have the 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 um, wedding coordinator filling out the worksheet, at least for me. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not other vendors. So, again, it's just t- communicating and asking your vendors what they need from you. Right. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Like, when, when you have an outside wedding coordinator come in, it, you, it sounds like to me you still want to speak to – you fill out the sheet with your couple. I, I would like to do that. I mean, at Crystal Lake, we don't get a lot of outside – um, you know, wedding coordinators come in. You know, we do. We've had some great ones come in over the years, but we just, we don't get a lot of that. But still, um, usually with my couples, I do like to sit down with my couples themselves. And, you know, I, I want to get a feel for how their day's going to go. And, you know, and I like to have that connection with them just just so we know, you know, everything is good. They're happy. Um, but, you know, it is nice when they do hire an outside coordinator only because, you know, for some couples, they just really need that extra organization. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but you still, though, sit down and fill out the sheets with your couple. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's that sometimes having an outside person can help you with all, so many things. But right. there's, again, it comes back down to what does your vendors need from you? Exactly. Well, with that, Tracy, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to, I want to talk about some stories. Okay. That yes. Good. <laughs> I mean, we have 18 years experience yes, over here. Do. Some stories. Oh, we swap war stories all the time, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> all right. All right. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. 
Well, welcome back, podcast friends. So before the break, Tracy, we were talking a little bit about like why it's important to prep for your vendors and your vendor meetings and setting expectations and figuring out what they need from you. But I did say let's swap some war stories a little bit. <laughs> um, I, you know, you have one daughter engaged and you have another one you just married off in COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the mother of the bride. Yep, I was. And you just told me you're going to be a grandmother. I am. I am in May, May 5th. Yeah. Oh, that's a great day. It is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I love it. I do too. <laughs> I had May babies and yeah. I'm a May baby. So very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, May, May people are very unique individuals. <laughs> I love those May people. <laughs> but how was it? Tell us a little bit about, you know, marrying off your daughter in COVID and, and in the process that we're actually talking about. How was it for her being on the other side and prepping for her vendors? Well, that's, that's a really good question because, um, you know, being the mother of two daughters, of course, that's the first thing you always think when they're born is, is you know, their wedding day and how special it is. And, you know, um, now I'm in the business and, you know, I constantly think about, you know, what what are my daughter's wedding days going to be like and, you know, how's it going to be and the emotion and, and all of that with it. So, um, yes, when my oldest daughter got engaged, it was back in 2018. Um, in a oh, co- you mean like like. When life was bliss. When life, <laughs> <laughs> yes, like very bliss. <laughs> when it was just going to be a regular wedding to plan. Listen, listen to this. I saw this sign and I shared it on my Instagram feed, and it was like, and I'd never seen this before. So, but I was like, ooh, this is a good one. It was like party. There was like, you know how you had those signs that you, when you go to a wedding and it's like, uh, you know, unplugged or yep. you know, don't <laughs> pick a side. Either. You know, we're all we're all family here. This one was like party, like it was two thousand. <laughs> I was like, yes. Back when life was good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I've planned everybody else's wedding, thousands of weddings, and this is my daughter's wedding, and it's going to be fine. Um, so, of course, my daughter being my daughter, um, she was not going to get married at Crystal Lake, and I was okay with that because um, – you know, unfortunately for my kids, or maybe fortunately for them, I don't know. But when they turned 14, they were old enough to come to work with mom. So I, I think that's everybody's kid in the wedding business is, hey, we're short somebody tonight. Come on, you go stand in. So they've had their fill of weddings, um, needless to say. Um, so my daughter planned it um, for 2020, August of 2020, um, at a different venue, which was very similar to my venue, but a different venue. Um, you know, and in, in you know, it's a beautiful spot. Um, again, very similar to Crystal Lake. Um, but I think it was, um, you know, as Sarah and I were talking during the break, um, she wanted me to kind of share the story, you know, of the differences in customer service in the different vendors that, um, you know, in what they offer. And, and basically what you should probably be asking, um, you know, along with how much does open bar cost and, you know, how long do I get coverage for photography at my wedding? Um, you should ask your vendors what the process is. And um, I know with my daughter, um, she was very um, detail-oriented. She knows a lot about weddings, as does, you know, both my daughters. Because they helped. Because they, they've helped they, along they the part. Yeah, they basically, right. yeah, yeah. If I was not feeling well, they'd step right in for me. Right. Um, so uh, I, I would say that at the venue that she uh, went to, um, they were just the type of venue that it was, okay, we'll see you six weeks prior to the wedding. We'll do all our plans then, and um, you're good to go. Um, I think what she was a little disappointed in is um, 
that there wasn't a whole lot of uh, response on um, the venue's part beforehand. Um, well, probably also too, Tracy, is that she grew up watching what you do with your couples, mm-hmm. and you're hands-on. Correct. You meet with people. You answer emails. You have three meetings, mm-hmm. and maybe she just thought that that's what everybody that's does. That's the norm every place else. Yeah, and I, I, I think maybe she did. And um, you know, like Sarah was saying during the break when we were talking about this, is that if you're a hands-off person and if you're okay with meeting just six weeks prior to the wedding, then that's great. That works for you. I don't, I don't think that all venues that wait. Uh, to do that final meeting with you or that one big planning meeting with you are bad venues. It's just if you're a person that um, you know likes the details of the whole event, has a lot of questions, really likes that face-to-face attention, then that's probably something you should ask you know along with how much does open bar cost and um, you know what kind of color of linens do you offer at the wedding. So um, I think that was one takeaway that we got from all of that. I mean, as we got further in the process, you know, all you 2020 couples know COVID hit um, and um, her venue wasn't a venue that was offering any kind of either outdoor wedding or, um, you know, offering weddings up to a certain uh, amount of people. So she ended up actually um, canceling her wedding with them and coming to Crystal Lake. And, you know, we accommodated her there and we had a blast and it was a great event. And um it was almost like bringing her home for me, for mom, <laughs> um, just because, you know, I loved having her there. And um, so much of both of my kids' lives have been spent there. So I knew that, you What's know. What's meant to be, meant it, to it, be. It, right. <laughs> the, the chef loved her, watched her grow yeah. up. You know, all the wait staff were co-workers of her. You know, my bosses were there and having a great time. I, mean, and, I can understand her wanting to think that she wanted to spread her wings and course. go somewhere else. But yep. ultimately, she ended up where she really should have been. That's And that's what she said. She said, my my bridal shower was there my graduation party was there she's like mom I guess it's just meant to be I'm like well you can thank COVID for that so (laughs) but the takeaway from that is she didn't have the experience that she expected to have and it was because for her it was the lack of communication right and and even though it wasn't the lack of communication meaning the venue wasn't doing anything wrong it's just that's what the expectations were for the venue so we talked about you know figuring out which each vendor needs from you and being prepared for either phone calls or in-person meetings or worksheets so for her they only did one appointment really correct right and and that wasn't enough for her it it wasn't it wasn't and I and I agree with you when I say that because I don't I don't want to make it seem like this venue that she went to of course I would never name any names because that's you know that's not what we do in this business I don't think they did a bad job because I've seen so many beautiful pictures and talked to so many people who've had successful weddings there I just think for someone like my daughter who she does like that attention. She does like the details. She's a very organized person. She had very definite ideas about her wedding. Um, You know, another venue, you know, similar to what I do at Crystal Lake probably would have been you know, more suitable. But she ended up at Crystal Lake anyway. Anyway, there you go. but, But the takeaway would be for people who are listening right now is when you are interviewing your vendors and venue, correct. Maybe ask them what their customer service is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, flat out, that's just the question they should ask. Like, what, what, when will I hear from you? What right. to expect from from you and me? And and you know, do you help me with timelines? Do you have worksheets? Do you have meetings? Right. Because you first started talking to me about how it's it's so important to be prepared for this. Right. I just had a final detail appointment myself just a couple of days ago, and the bride 
as much as I love her, I do. And and and, and she sent me the worksheet the night before the call, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I didn't feel as prepared as I could. So you know, it's fine. Our detail appointment. I, I got all the information I needed, but if I had it a week before, it would have been better. So, you know, but, you know, she probably didn't didn't keep track of what I needed, really. Right, yeah, so, right. you know, and I, and I sent emails and I told her, but maybe that's what it needs to come down to is have, have like, your schedules of what you right. need from each vendor. Right. Give yourself a deadline, and the deadline shouldn't be 24 hours prior to your wedding. Yeah. Because you know hopefully that night you're spending it at a rehearsal and then an enjoyable rehearsal dinner and then going to bed where all you have to do is wake up in the morning and worry about when we're getting hair and makeup done when's the photographer coming what time should I have my dress at and when should I be at the venue you You know know, things like that you know Tracy I just got this weird memory that came back to me as I was talking to you um (laughs) from my own wedding there was um I remember the florist that I had at my wedding. I ha- you know it's funny I, I forgot about this, but I just it just came back to me. You know I'm a very organized person. I knew what I wanted for my wedding, and I remember wanting to speak with my florist and 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 like ironing out all the details too far in advance for what they needed from me. Correct. Yeah. And I and I remember having this feeling of like oh like it took the wind out of my sails a little bit. She didn't uh, like she she didn't do anything wrong. I'm just saying that like I was like too overprepared and mm-hmm. too far in advance. And I remember her saying, Sarah, we'll speak at X amount. And I forgot what it was. Maybe Correct. it was like yep. a month out. And I walked away being like, oh, but I want to prepare it all. But now, but not now, but I knew at the time, it's just because it wasn't her, it wasn't for her system yet. Because she was dealing with the orders of June and July. And I was an right. August wedding. Right. So she wanted to, to, to deal with me in August. Mm-hmm. So again, it was like, there was nothing that she did wrong. I just remember being the bride and being like, but, but I want to talk about it now. Right, right, right. But she just wasn't ready to hear it. She wasn't it. ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and I get that. And I do have couples like that who are asking me, you know, can I have a floor plan, you know, a month after they book, you know, 18 months prior to the wedding? And I, I said, I-, I can send it to you, but I really like to talk to you about this at our six-month meeting. Let's let's hold off on that. And, you know, I know you want to set up a floor plan. I know you want to think of where you want to sit, you know, all your favorite aunts and uncles. But, you know, let's let's hold, let's hold stomp the brakes a little bit and, you know, let's concentrate on something else right now and we'll talk about that at the six-month point. Yeah, because sometimes it could just be redoing things over and over again that, that you're not yeah. ready yet. So, exactly. again, it's just trusting the process with each of your vendors yep, and making sure that you ask them what their customer service is because if you're hands-on, you got to go see someone like Tracy. 100%. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> so, Tracy, before we get into the wrap-up question, you know, I, I think that for me, when I was listening to you, you brought up a lot of good points and that, you know, that I didn't even think about, but at the same time, for me as a vendor, it's so important what you're saying, and, I, and I'm and i so happy that you wanted to talk about this because I cannot stress enough how it really, it really is important that our couples meet the expectations that we set for them because, therefore, we can we can meet their expectations. Correct, yep. But I really think it comes down to the people you hire. I agree with that. I, I can't agree anymore. Um, it's, when I look at a sheet um, that I've filled out with a, a a couple and they've used my preferred vendors or they used people I've worked with multiple times over the past 18 years 
I look at it and say, wow, you've just made my life so much easier. It's like a moment of sigh. It is. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is an easy day. This is going to be easy. This is going to be no problem at all. I know what I'm getting into. Um, you know, and it's funny. You think that all vendors are the same and they do everything alike. That couldn't be any more false. Um, every vendor is different. Um, you know, their outcomes are always good. You know, the good vendors, their outcome is always good. It's always a successful wedding with a happy couple. Um, but hire good people. I, plain and simple, if I can, you know, say anything over and over again, you know, I, I tell my daughters, they ask me who, who I should get. These are the good people. These are the good people. And, and they know them just as well as I know them because they've worked with them over, you know, so many years. But, you know, good people are not, good vendors are not just um, vendors that perform great on the day. They're people that perform well beforehand. You've got good rapports with them. Um, you feel like you can send them an email, pick up the phone with a quick question. Um, you know, they they seem organized. They have the paperwork, the worksheets to fill out. Um, you know, so that, that kind of brings it full circle. You've got somebody good who knows what they're doing. Um, they have a way they need to be organized in order to do their job well. Um, and, you know, yeah. Tracy, it's one of those things where there's certain people in this industry that have a love and have a passion. Correct. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of those people have been in it for years. Mm -hmm. There's a reason because this, I, don't you see? Like you'll see, like for example, a videographer, like all of a sudden. They're like the it videographer, and you yes. see them on your sheet, and then all of a sudden, like two years later, they're gone. They're just gone. They're yeah. gone. They're just gone. Yeah. So you know, a lot of times, I see that with with venues. Yeah. For I, Crystal Lake, I know as soon as someone tells me they're getting married there, I know they're dealing with you. Yep. But there's some venues that I don't even know who the sales rep are. Sometimes when I work with them, they have three or four sales reps. Yes, correct. So there's yeah. a lot of turnaround. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a ton of turnaround in our industry. Correct. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening to us are nodding their head being like, oh, yeah, that's me. I've had like three or four different sales reps or something. Yep. Mm -hmm. But for someone like yourself, you've been in it for years and there's a love. Like mm -hmm. you, there's just, I can, if you get around you, there's a love. And then if you work at a, at a wedding with you, you know you just you just love it. I do. There's a passion. I do. I do. And, and that's something really special. Mm -hmm. So obviously the people that you refer are going to be the same type of people. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for people who are listening, if you've hired a venue that you love and the vendors that you love, maybe like, hate to say it, but go, I hate to say it because I'm not always on everybody's preferred vendor list. But but that's so great. But I think it's important to trust the people that you're working with and if you are fortunate enough to work with someone like yourself the venue is always the starting spot that's your main venue and catering like if you have a tented wedding that's a catering company if right. it, you I think it really is important to go off of the preferred vendor list because it makes everybody's um, job yeah. easier I don't know how many posts I'll see on those um, those uh, wedding websites or the wedding um, pages on Facebook and you know who did you use for your DJ or who this or who that and I all I want to do is type back in the comments, go to your venue, venue. and see who they refer. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of great people outside of their preferred vendors list. But honestly, if they're referring him, referring them, and I know I do this for myself, it's, it's people that I've worked with and that I know that I can pick up the phone and have a phone call with and, you know, we can work things out. Um, I know that they've 
come to Crystal Lake, done what they need to do on the day. You know, if it's a photographer, a videographer, they come through with what they've promised, um, you know, in the in the beginning. And it's also um, people that I know that are going to treat my couples the right way. Right. And also to treat them the way that you you want to be. Like, exactly. You're very hands on and you want. And so. So therefore, you want another vendor to be hands-on and not disappear Correct. on your couples. Exactly, because yeah. it's your, you know, it's your your love and name on the line too. So it's someone yep. that has shown you time and time again that they don't just produce a beautiful arrangement or do a Correct. great um, yeah. service for them at the, during their ceremony yeah. or do do great pictures or great video. It's also to the whole package. Right, and I think that comes back down to what you've been saying to get that whole package. Correct. Yes, the yeah. couple has to be prepared. Right. Right. And I will say about the people on my preferred vendors list, um, I don't refer vendors that offer me cutbacks or special favors in return or anything like that. I think I, I personally don't like that. I think that's cheap. I'm just one person, um, you know, who has, um, you know, a venue um, and I want business. And um, the best way that one of my preferred vendors can repay me is by um, recommending my venue to them. And that's really all I want in return. And I want you to come and I want you to give a good service to my brides and grooms. Perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because there is a little small, like, behind the veil tip. Yes. That not every preferred vendor list is an honest one. I Correct. hate to say it, guys yeah. out there mm-hmm. that's listening. I hate yeah. to say it. And we're not going to get into mm-hmm. why or what vendor, venues, but sometimes there is certain things. I know I don't play that way. Yeah. Obviously, you don't. No. There are certain places that the reason why the the list is there is there's kickbacks happening. Correct. Yeah. I that's just think that does a disservice. I, I think so, too. But I, I think you could probably sense that. Yeah. 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 I think I, 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 th- I hate to say I don't know. I don't know how to help you guys who are listening because I'm not going to throw some places underneath the bus. But yeah. I can tell you that preferred vendor lists are so important. Mm-hmm. But not every place is. Yeah. Is a face value on the vendor list. But you know yeah. what, Tracy? How about this? You know what? If you have someone like yourself who's been in it for years, and you meet with your couples, and you help your couples, I mean, you are just not just their their coordinator. I mean, you genuinely want to get to know them. Right. You can sense that the people that you're going to refer off are genuinely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. I think it comes back down to kind of like the story with your daughter. I mean, I'm not saying that that venue was that way, but if you have a venue that is a little bit hands off. Uh, I, I mean, it, or there's a lot of turnover. How do they know that those ven- vendors are preferred? I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how to give it away. <laughs> I don't right. know how to help our listeners know that there's some lists that are. Well, but there are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, it, uh, that is tough. But yours aren't. But mine isn't. But yours. No, and that's it, all that matters. And that's all that matters. I mean, I, I, you're correct. And I, I know that's so hard um, because, you know, you, you know just, what, though, but you yours are. And you, could, you, you know what? You could generally just ask your venue. You, you could just ask them to say, you know, could. why are these people on your preferred list? Right. And if they sit there and say exactly what you just said, these right. are people who I know are going to give you customer service. Correct. And there you yeah. go. Right. I, I, I think that's true. I think you could also say how... How long have you been working with this person? You know, if they just got on the list, you know, this past July, then, you know, it's maybe it's something that you don't want to, you know, venture into and and maybe ask for somebody that they have more experience with. Um, You know, also the other thing I think is so true of Rhode Island because it's so small. (laughs) Everybody knows a DJ. Everybody knows a photographer. So if you have that one person in your family that you trust, 
who is a wedding professional, go to them and ask them. It doesn't always have to be your venue if you're not feeling anybody on their preferred right. vendors list, but ask that one person that you trust. Um, you know, not to get off topic and go into, you know, uh, you know, wedding vendors and who you should pick and, and so on and so forth. But um, what I always say to my couples is when you're interviewing a vendor and it's somebody that nobody knows, this is just somebody you found somewhere, take the time and go meet with them. If you have a 45-minute conversation with this person and you absolutely can't stand this person at the end of 45 <laughs> minutes, don't hire them. Yeah. <laughs> because on your wedding day, everything is so heightened. You're nervous. You're stressed out. There's anxiety. You're happy. You're sad. You know, that one person who bothered you for 45 minutes when you started planning your wedding is going to completely disgust you on your wedding day and you're going to hate them by the end of the wedding day. So you want to hire somebody that you have a good feeling about as well, too. You know, yeah, you want to look at their credentials. You want to see, you know, what the experience is. If it's a photographer, you want to see their work. If it's a DJ, you may want to talk to other couples who've had them, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, don't don't hire anybody because that girl on the Facebook wedding page said, it's a $500 DJ, and he was just fantastic because, you know, nothing good comes for free. You know, you know what, though, too, Tracy, there's so many different people out there. Like, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, there's some venues that one meeting is all that they need, you right. know, and mm-hmm. if that's if that's right for them, that's right for them. I, I would like to think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast yep. – really has embraced the ring that's on their finger or the father that's walking down their aisle, or the, you know, their bride and their daughter down the aisle, or yeah. maybe it's another wedding professional. It's someone who has the passion. Correct. They're taking the time to, uh, to listen to some tips. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously this, that I think the, the listeners that are out there are going to feel the passion from the, the, the ven- vendors like yourself out there. I Correct. mean, sit, yeah. if you sit with Tracy for, Five minutes, you know the passion. Aww, so yeah. therefore, you know, I mean, that's that's why you've been doing this for so many years and you have to, you know, hire people that you trust and they trust. But prepare for your meeting. A hundred percent. Prepare for your meeting. I don't know how when Sarah and I got off track with that. But, yeah. but that, hey, you yeah. know, we can sit here and talk about weddings all day long. Oh, yeah, we can. But for the, with that said, though, that's the wrap-up question. Let's help them prepare for that meeting. Absolutely. So with that said, Tracy, the wrap-up question, what are some key points that couples should be asking their vendors and venue to make sure that they are preparing their de- for their details appointment and make sure that they are giving their vendors and venue what they need and expected from them? So um, I think a couple of the points that I came up with prior to this meeting that you know would help answer that question is, Um, You know, when you first go and look at a venue, I think a good question to ask would be, um, you know, what are you like in the planning process? Do you have a worksheet for me to fill out? How many times do we meet? Um, Are you open to phone calls and emails outside of those times that we've planned to meet? Um, And then you have to kind of reflect on yourself and say, you know what, do I need that attention? Am I nervous about planning this wedding? Do I have a lot of questions? Because if it's, if it's somebody who's willing to talk to you even outside of those meetings, then that's probably the vendor that you should hire or the venue that you should go with. Um, so their customer service. The customer service, sure yeah. Matches. What's, exactly. What's what's the what's the customer service? What, what you're longing for in your planning and your journey. Because exactly. I mean, especially with the venue coordinator, they're going to be with you for a year, sometimes two years. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You'll be seeing them. Um, 
secondly, um, you know, the whole point of my call into Sarah for this podcast would be if if you have hired the venue or the certain vendor, just make sure that um, you trust their process. What they need from you um, as far as information, you know, at meetings, like I said before, I do the six month, the three month, the one week before meeting. Go to those meetings. Be prepared for those meetings. If it's somebody says, you know, by the three-month meeting, I need all this information, then go to that meeting and be prepared for it. If your photographer says, I need your worksheet two weeks prior to your wedding, then get it to her two weeks prior to your wedding. It's just so important, um, you know, if they've planned this, either, um, you know, sit down time with you or, um, you know, the time to fill out information together, take advantage of that because I think it's really helpful in the end. Um, and the third point that I wanted to bring up um, is that if you're, you have hired a vendor and they're a good vendor and you really trust them and you've taken the time to go to the meetings and you've asked questions and they've asked you questions and, you know, everything seems to be down on paper and all the details are final, trust the process. Trust it in the end. Just know on wedding day that that's why you've hired that person um, and, you know, trust their lead. You know, they've done this a lot more than you have. Um, and if they've gotten all your information and taken the time to get to know you, then your wedding day is going to be perfect in the end. Well, thank you, Tracy, for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer in their journey of a stress-free wedding planning process. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Absolutely. So again, my name is Tracy Hill. I'm the wedding coordinator at Crystal Lake Golf Club. Um, we're on uh, 100 Broncos Highway, Mapleville, Rhode Island, Northern Rhode Island, Route 102. Um, phone number is 401-567-4500, extension 14. Um, my direct email is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at crystallakegolfclub.com. But we also have a website, which is uh, just www.crystallakegolfclub.com. I am on uh, Facebook, Crystal Lake Weddings and Events. And I'm also on Instagram, uh, Crystal Lake Weddings and Events. Uh, we do have a golf course page that everybody gets confused with. But if you go to the Weddings and Event page, um, you'll get a lot more information about your wedding or event. And for our listeners, I will have Tracy's information on our episode show notes where you can find on our blog, on our website page at sarazarella.com backslash podcast. And also, too, for our listeners, if you want event coordinator that's going to be like your bestie Aww. after your wedding, it's Tracy. Because awesome. I can tell you, yeah, she's on Instagram and Facebook, but it's her. She's on it. And, she's, <laughs> and she is in touch still with, I know, our past clients. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all there. Yeah. I, I get some that are like... See my kid who just graduated from high school, and I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> well, maybe they'll be your next, <laughs> my next client. client. I don't know about that, Sarah. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Tracy, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sarah and Dan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, 
we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.